Hello, everyone. This is Jonathan Little. I'm here today with the 175th episode of Weekly Poker Hand. Today, we are looking at a hand from early in a $10,000 buy-in, six-handed World Series of Poker event. So the last month and a half or so, we've been going over a $5,000 tournament. Here we are in the 10,000 six-handed tournament. So a, a very tough tournament in general, assuming you get a normal table. Sometimes you get a soft table, but most of the time you get a normal table, which is Nothing to be proud of. So here, a player in the hijack seat, who I do not know, raises to 1,100 at 200, 400 with a 50 ante. And I have 9-8 of diamonds in the cutoff seat with a 50,000 effective stack, so 125 big blinds. I am either going to call or three-bet this hand every time. I'm basically never folding. And uh, I think that's a good strategy. This hand plays pretty well. We're in position. We're deep-stacked. I'm typically going to be calling when the players yet to act are somewhat weak, and I'm going to be three-betting when the players yet to act are somewhat strong, but really, I don't think it matters too much what you do in this spot. So I do call. Um, player in the small blind, a European kid, also calls, so we'll see the flop three ways. Pot is 4,100, and I get a great flop. We have a flush draw and over cards on seven of diamonds, five of diamonds, four of clubs. So flush draw, over cards, and a gut shot. It's exactly what we want. They checked to me, and I bet 2,200 into the 4,150 pot, which is perfectly fine, I think. I could maybe even go a little bit... Uh, let's think about this. If I have mostly draws and premium-made hands here, which I probably will, I can probably bet a little bit bigger. As you're betting with a more linear range, or just mostly decent hands, like imagine I was betting with mostly top pairs and better, you should typically bet on the small side, although on a board this draw heavy, you should be slightly concerned with protection. So I would actually prefer a little bit of a larger bet here, especially given we're very deep, like maybe 3,400. Because, you know, whenever you're building the pot with the draw, it's not really the end of the world. And whenever you're building a pot with the best hand, you're just printing equity. So I would like to bet a little bit bigger, probably 3,400, but 2,200 is perfectly fine. Now, the European kid in the small blind check raises to 5,700. And this is a spot where I would certainly expect the player in the small blind to check raise a lot. This is a great flop for most small blind calling ranges. Although, it may not be as good as it initially appears, because a lot of people in the small blind will call with stuff like 10-9 suited, and jack-10 suited, and jack-9 suited. But they're not really calling with stuff like... 8-6 suited from the small blind. If he was in the big blind, then sure, people will call it all sorts of stuff like that. But um, this is not as good of a board for the small blind as a slightly higher connected board would be. Like, say it was instead 8-6-5 or 9-something-something, you know, 9-8-4. Nine, nine, I think those boards would be much better for the small blind to check raise. But still, this player could very easily have... 5-4, perhaps. Maybe maybe he splashes with 8-6 and 7-5. He could, of course, have the sets. He would definitely call with those pre-flops. So the opponent has lots of premium hands in his range. So knowing that, do I want to re-raise or call or fold? I think folding's out of the question. Some people look at this and think, well, I have a bad draw and a gut shot that's probably not going to get paid if I hit, so I just want to get out of the way. But I think that's definitely the wrong way to look at it. We're gonna Our draw is almost certainly good. And... Um, you know, when it's not, we're going to be taken for a ride, but I guess that happens sometimes. And um, if we re-raise here, I don't really like that option either. The only good thing re-raising accomplishes is it forces our opponent to perhaps fold out 10 high flush draws and jack high flush draws and queen high flush draws that are beating us. 
But whenever he has the ace high flush draw, he's probably not going to fold. And when he has a set or two pair or a premium hand in general, he's probably not going to fold. So I don't really like re-raising. Some people think they just want to get it all in here. And if this was a cash game, I don't think it would be the worst play ever. The problem is, is that given the stack sizes, if I re-raise, am I just going to shove for 50,000 over 5,700 bet? Be a big shove, that's for sure. And when you get called, you're usually going to be roughly flipping and that's okay in tournaments. I'm sorry, that's okay in cash games, but in tournaments, you don't really want to get it all in flipping for a lot of money right at the beginning of the tournament most of the time. So I'm just going to call here and try to get there. Notice we are getting pretty a pretty great price just to call and try to get there. We had to put in 2000 or 4000 to win a 16000 pot, give or take. So I'm okay with that. Now on the turn, our opponent bets 10000 into the 15550 pot on a two of spades. So this is certainly not the card we were looking for. However, now, if I call, the pot's going to go up to 35000 and we're going to have about 33000 left in our stack. So we'll have about a pot-sized bet left going to the river that we can likely get paid if we hit. The six is a great card for me. I mean, obviously, that gives me the nuts. And I think the flush draws are just going to be good enough. You know... Looking at this, I think I should actually consider folding because he may not even pay me on a diamond. Like, imagine he is sitting here with five pocket fives, right? If I call this turn bet and the river comes and a diamond and he checks and I jam, is he really going to pay me? I mean, I think a lot of good players will just chalk it up to a cooler and find a call because they realize sets are near the top of their range. But... I'm not sure everyone's going to pay me off here if I get there. So that should lead me to shove some portion of the time. But should I shove this hand? I don't really love that either because a lot of the opponent's pairs will all, or flush draws will also have pairs. And I do think you would play a hand like Jack 10 of Diamonds this aggressively, but there really aren't very many combinations of that. Just the very good diamond draws and the, the you know the reasonable diamond hands because he was in the small blind again preflop. If he was in the big blind, he could have way more junky diamonds like queen two of diamonds or something like that and if he did get checked shoved or if he got shoved on here he probably should fold queen two of diamonds he's not loving it but i think it, he probably does need to fold so i would consider folding i would consider shoving in that scenario but it's still really risk heavy ah uh, man oh man i don't really think any of my options are that much better or worse than others i mean certainly there are some people i should always shove against and some people i should always fold against but you don't know that kind of thing in real time very often so I'm okay with any play. I do decide to peel, and I don't even know if we're hoping for a diamond. <laughs> River's a two of hearts, so we completely break off, and the opponent checks. So when he checks, pot is 35,500, and we have 33,000 remaining in our stack. This is a cool spot, because given the range we gave our opponent, he either has a straight, or two pair, or a full house, or an overpair, or a busted draw. So the only hands that may fold to a bet on the river are going to be seven five or seven four or five four because the bottom pair card or bottom card paired the turn was a two and the river was a two. So those hands will at least consider folding to a bet. Um, if and then if he has a hand like Jack ten of diamonds, that will probably also fold to a bet. So given I'm trying to make a pretty marginal range fold. That should lead me to bet on the small side. A lot of people look at this and think, well, I have a pot-sized bet, so I might as well go all in, or they somehow think I'm pot-committed or something like that, which is not how being pot-committed works at all. 
And and usually when people say they're pot committed, they actually aren't. They just don't understand that they can fold or get out of the way whenever they have 0% equity. But here, we definitely need to bet. There are hands we can make fold, right? The ace high flush draw is probably going to fold. King high, queen high, jack high, and 10 high flush draws are all going to fold to a bet. The question is, how much do I need to bet to get those hands to fold? And I think I can actually go very small. And that is what I do. I bet 8,000 out of my 33,000 stack into the 35,000 pot. If I shove, we may make a few more made hands fold, like 7-5 or 7-4 or 5-4, whereas they may just find a hero call against the 8,000. But I really am just targeting the flush draws here. And if my opponent does have a full house, I want to make sure I don't get stacked, right? And the way you don't get stacked is by not shoving. Because for all we know, our opponent's just checking with all of his nut hands, realizing that my range should contain a lot of bluffs. And if it contains a lot of bluffs, then he should definitely check and give me the opportunity to, to bluff. So if that's what's happening, I want to make sure I lose the minimum while also picking up the pot when he has hands like queen, 10 of diamonds. So I do bet 8,000. I don't expect this to work very often. You can actually figure out how often your bluff needs to work by dividing your bet size by the pot you're trying to win. So that would be eight divided by 35,000, which is about one in 3.5 times. So, actually, this is 36,000. Yeah, 36,000, my bad. Uh, this is about, if, if we if we pick up this pot about 25% of the time, we're going to end up showing a profit. I don't know why I thought, I don't know what I was thinking. 8 divided by 36 is 25%. <laughs> um, so, if we pick up the pot about 25% of the time, we're going to show a profit here. So, what percentage of my range is flushes or marginal hands that will fold to a bet. And that's what you want to go through. You want to go through your opponent's range and try to figure out how many combinations of busted draws he has, and maybe even 5-4, compared to how many hand, how many um, straights and uh, full houses he has. And now notice that we block the 8-6 of diamonds, right? Because we have the 8 of diamonds in our hand. So there's three combinations of 8-6 suited, which may not even be in his range. Then there's three combinations of each of the sets. So there's nine hands there for full houses. So that's nine hands, right? Nine plus three is 12. So it's 12 combinations of nut hands. So if we can find four hands that we can make fold that are uh, busted draws, then this bet's probably going to be pretty nice, assuming he folds king high and whatnot. So we have all the ace-x of diamonds, really, that we don't block. So we have ace, probably, he's probably three-betting ace-king and ace-queen. So ace-jack, ace-ten, ace-nine, ace-eight, ace-six ace four, ace three, and ace two. So right there is eight combinations of hands, right? We only needed to find four. So then we also have king, queen, king, jack, king, 10. Maybe I can't have king, 10, king, nine. So then we have queen, jack, queen, 10, and jack, 10. So that's 14 combinations of busted draws that he realistically would play this way. You know, we don't know he's going to play all of those in this manner, but he's certainly going to play some of them in this manner, right? So... Again, I think there's 12 very obvious nut hands he could have. And if he has four or five bluffs or uh, busted draws, he's check folding. I like this bet. And like I just showed, it could be way more than that. Of course, he may bluff with some of those. He may decide to bluff with the, I don't know, jack 10 of diamonds and queen 10 of diamonds and queen jack of diamonds. So you can't just say he has all of these busted draws because some of the busted draws bluff. Or for all I know, maybe all of the busted draws bluff. And that's the reason I like the small bet as opposed to an all-in. So... Uh, we do make the small bet. It's probably going to fail, but let's see. This time it works out, and we win the pot. It's always nice whenever you win the pot. I 
actually didn't know what happened to this hand. <laughs> I was hoping I won the pot, but that's the rationale behind this small river bet. And I'm glad it worked out this time. Usually, though, whenever you make a small bet, it is going to fail a lot just by the nature of making a small bet. And as as long as you're fine with that and realize that's the risk you are taking and, and it's a profitable risk, that's okay. A lot of the time you'll find that your bluffs don't need to work all that often. If they're working 30 or 40% of the time, you're going to show a profit. The thing is, is you're going to lose 50 or 60% of the time. And a lot of people don't like the idea of losing their bet 60% of the time or more sometimes. And that's just part of the game you have to be accustomed to. Losing pots is okay. And you have to be willing to lose pots in order to get out of, of line and steal pots that don't belong to you. So that's going to be it for this episode of Weekly Poker Hand. I want to thank you all for being here. If you enjoyed this episode, definitely check out PokerCoaching.com. There I have a lot of educational poker quizzes where we go through situations exactly like this on the river. Well, I will ask I will ask you, how much should we bet on the river? I'll say, should we check? Should we bet 8,000? Should we bet 13,000? Or should we go all in? And it's up to you to tell me what you would do. And then I'll give you a grade on it. And as long as you're getting most of these right, you're going to be in pretty good shape. So anyway, check that out at PokerCoaching.com. You can get a completely free seven-day trial. Thanks again. And I will talk to you next week.